Okay, next up after graphite, we're going to turn our attention to nickel. And for that, we have Todd Malin of Talon Metals, which is TSX mainboard listed, ticker symbol TLO. I think it's about a 250, 300 million market value. Uh, but their main project is in America. But Todd used to work at Rio Tinto, and Rio Tinto is very big in Quebec, in the aluminum industry in particular. You know, this whole concept of green premiums and green aluminum is very topical in aluminum. And I think that attitude might come toward lithium, nickel, you know, and the like. But um, could you comment on what you know, you know, that movement is in aluminum? Are we seeing policies like buy clean, you know, in government procurement, you know, in Canada and, and the U.S.? Yeah, I think um, I think uh, aluminum is probably the first material that you've seen that you uh, start to see a price premium. It's not really a transparent price premium, but you know uh, it, it's out there uh, nonetheless. And what that is is that people are moving towards providing or 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 actually demanding, uh, I should say, uh, aluminum that's produced with hydropower. Um, and so uh, you see both Rio Tinto, Alcoa, Hydro out of Norway, all being able to, at the very least, create stickier relationships with their customers who are facing values-driven end users who want to know about the impact of the materials that they're buying. So you see Rio Tinto has just put out a new product in the last three years, called their Start Responsible Aluminum uh, product. So you're actually seeing branding around production values that went into uh, producing aluminum. And I think it's absolutely going to carry over into other areas where you have values consumers being the end consumer. So the battery space, you know, we're already starting to see talk about a battery passport, uh, changing the sticker on a car to actually talk about where uh, battery materials are coming from. You see government procurement policies like buy clean, where governments are using their power as procurement institutions to say, we're only going to buy steel that's produced at a low CO2 level. We're only going to buy aluminum or, or copper that is produced at a certain level or with a certain set of standards. And I think that's really healthy for the for, for the development of a premium market um, for things like nickel that are produced from sulfide deposits at high grade um, and that have a lower CO2 footprint, a better record on biodiversity, and a better record on labor, all of that nickel tends to come from sulfide deposits in either the United States, Canada, or Australia. Okay, great. So Talon uh, received a Department of Energy grant. You're also partnered with Tesla. Uh, from a Canadian perspective, I mean, you, you're, you're seeing you know the, the Europeans whinging a little bit you know, after berating America for not doing enough on climate. Now they're saying we're doing too much. <laughs> um, it, how is this impacting policy in, in countries like Canada, where, you know, there's momentum and there's talk? Yeah, from your your where you sit, how is this going to impact and what are we going to see for Canada? Well, I think Canada has an incredibly unique opportunity. I mean, given its proximity to the United States, one of the biggest markets in the in the world for um, vehicles, its incredible uh, natural resource endowment in terms of 
most of the critical minerals that are required in the energy transition. Plus, you have a free trade agreement in place, a longstanding free trade agreement and a longstanding trade relationship. So Canada is perfectly positioned to be the, the supermarket of critical minerals for the manufacturing sector in the United States. I do think that um, the IRA creates competitive tension for other countries like Canada in terms of the incentives that are available for new investment in the supply chain, where companies have choices to say, invest in Canada or invest in the United States or invest in Europe or invest in the United States, they are absolutely going to look at those incentives and how they pencil out the economics of a project. Clean energy is is also a big advantage for Canada, but Canada is going to have to up its game in terms of the incentives for investment in manufacturing and uh, and processing. Great. Um, one more question for me, and then uh, Rodney will ask uh, some. Like, like today in America, you have the Eagle Mine from Lundin. I think that's the only producing nickel mine. It's a high-grade sulfide, but they send all those concentrates to to Canada. Um, yep. Challenge strategy is different. I mean, could you just talk about the nickel in Sudbury, Ontario, and and just how how that works and and how you see that evolving. So Canada has uh, an advantage in that they have a, a long history of being able to process critical minerals like like nickel. In the case of Eagle, they uh, send their nickel for processing to Canada, and then it goes on to get to the battery grade level to processing in, in, in Europe and Norway. And so um, I think what we're hoping to be able to do with the support of the Department of Energy and with our relationship with Tesla is create a completely U.S. domestic nickel processing that is bespoke for the battery supply chain. We will be producing nickel in concentrate at our processing facility in Mercer County, North Dakota. And that's what the Biden administration has contributed $114 million towards in a form of a grant that was funded from the bipartisan infrastructure law. And then we will supply that to Tesla and Tesla will take it to the battery grade level and that that will then go into their manufacturing in the United States. So what we have is the opportunity to create a completely domestic battery supply chain for nickel batteries. We think this is a full value mining approach in which we're taking all of the valuable materials that we get out of the ground and put it into the supply chain. And if you think about it, we have the opportunity at Tamarack to actually, um, because we'll be supplying two battery chemistries, have the highest gigawatt hour per ton of rock out of the ground of probably any mine in the world. Um, and we think that's part of our contribution to responsible mining, uh, sustainable uh, mining, because all of the material that we extract will be infinitely recyclable, but we're taking as much of the value out of there and not just putting it in the waste pile, which is what the legacy processes do now. They put the iron and the cobalt into the waste. And that actually is something that we're hoping to be able to address through our, our great relationship with Tesla. Great. Excellent. Uh, thanks, Todd. I mean, one of the things you raise, and I think this is key, and it will make a huge difference on the interplay between the US and Canada going forward in the supply of uh, critical battery 
minerals is uh, permitting. So, you know, what is the current thinking for Talon on, on moving forward on permitting? We're moving forward in terms of our mind shaping and design phase right now. Uh, we, we plan to actually start the permitting process in the state of Minnesota in the second quarter of this year. That process is called environmental review, which is a rather extraordinary permitting process or the beginning of the permitting process that involves a lot of science-based review of the project plan, but then also extensive public comment. So what we've done is actually shrink um, to the greatest extent possible the surface disturbance that is required to support the underground mine operations. We've looked at new technology for water treatment. And we're very excited about some of the things that we've actually been able to obtain in terms of new technology that the U.S. government has developed. Um, and we're hopeful that we'll be able to use that in, in our, our process. And then, of course, the big thing that we've done is we've heard people's concerns about waste management in the water-rich environment of where we're operating in central Minnesota. Um, and what we're hoping to be able to do is both two things is one, produce the necessary ingredients for the energy transition, like nickel, protect the environment at the same time, at the same time that we create great union uh, jobs in an area of, of high unemployment in, in Minnesota. So we hope we can kind of hit all of those um, objectives um, and we'll think it's a choice between good paying jobs, working people, and the energy transition and protecting the environment. Just lastly, the, the US IRS is, is working on guidance to implement the IRA sections that involve minerals. Can you explain what is going on and how it impacts US assets like Talon's Tamarack project? So first up, uh, there's the provision that most people know about, which is called Section 30D. And Section 30D basically is a individual uh, tax credit that will drive demand for EVs by basically giving individuals a $7,500 tax credit on their personal taxes if they buy an EV that qualifies. The battery in the car has to contain minerals sourced from either the U.S., so an asset like Tamarack, or from a country that has a free trade agreement with the United States. So those are countries like Canada, obviously, or Australia. Um, South Korea has a trade agreement. Sorry, just to IRS, be clear, then it's, it's, it's at the point of sale. It's not it's a, at the point of sale. Exactly. So it's you as an individual buying the car. You get the 7500 bucks if the car qualifies and if you qualify. And so it's a huge demand incentive. So there's quite a bit of attention being focused on this, and we expect these final guidelines to come out pretty much any week now. In And that'll really help people understand exactly which cars and how the, the auto sector will have to go and comply. What I don't think will be acceptable is if the administration goes down the route of basically allowing sourcing from everybody but uh, China and Russia where you're talking about then countries like say Indonesia, where they don't have the same standard on labor or on the environment. I think that will be something that Congress will be watching very, very carefully and that the administration 
keeps with the spirit of law that we want to build up a supply chain of raw materials from the U.S. and from our allies that have common standards. The other big provision that we're quite excited about is Section 45X. This is the production tax credit, and this is meant to incentivize production of all of the components that are required in the energy transition. So in solar, in wind, in hydrogen, and in batteries. And so in the critical minerals provision, what it provides is a tax credit to the uh, company that produces the critical mineral to a certain level of purity. And that tax credit is worth 10% of your yearly operating cost. So it's a quite a generous incentive. Raw material from the United States is required to get the full benefit of the critical mineral 45X benefit. So we'll see how it um, it turns out. We're working really hard on this um, and, and advocating with um, the labor union community and other minds in the United States for this sort of Buy America implementation of Section 45X. Okay, great, Todd. Uh, thank you very much um, for that. And uh, I just want to uh, say to all of the uh, people in, in Minnesota who might be uh, listening here, that uh, one of the great companies in America, a uh, hundred years history is a company called 3M, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. And that's the history of the state. And that is what Talon is looking to recreate in the state. So uh, it, it has mining in its history. It's got sustainability and security of supply in its veins, um, you know, through Talon. And to all the Canadian listeners here or any politicians listening very intently to Todd's description of these great incentives here in the United States, um, I would encourage you to to mirror that, to level the playing field. So with that, thank you very much, Todd, for this uh, uh, insightful conversation. We have been, as RK Equity, very much uh, on the front foot with all the developments uh, since August and this Inflation Reduction Act which is still not well understood. And it's also partly not well understood because of these implementation guidelines that you said haven't yet been decided. So uh, continue to watch this space. And, and Todd, again, you're one of the best spokespersons uh, for this and uh, look forward to talking with you again on, on some other podcasts. Mm-hmm.